So this is my first podcast. I have no real agenda or plan or certain things I like to talk about. Very similar to freelance writing, I want to make this freelance thinking. And that's how the mind, the mind is not systematic. We make it systematic. Um, and that's how we think. For example, yesterday, I went to the Brown Bookstore, Brown University, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm watching a podcast. I mean, I'm listening to a podcast, well, an audio book for school, and I wanted to do, uh, take notes. So the, the gentleman was like, all right, yeah, you're not going to go grab a notebook for you because they closed that section off um, in the bookstore. So I go upstairs, and I'm rushing around, like, oh, crap, I got to find a notebook. And I found a nice one, then I walked away, then I was like, you know what, this one right here is catching my eye. So I grabbed that one, I walked downstairs, I grabbed my little pen, there's a certain little pen that I always love to write with. It's like three inches big, not even, maybe two, but it's awesome. So I open a notebook when I'm at the cash, reg- uh, cash register, and I'm like, oh my god, there's no lines. It's not even lined paper. So my first thought is, crap. But then my second thought is, oh, this is exciting. There's no lines. There's no direction. I can, I can make my notes however I want. It's just one big blank piece of paper. And if you kind of relate that to anything, then you would recognize that a lot of the thoughts we have, like they're in a tube, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're very systematic. They're, they're very one directional. I feel that we lost our touch to think left to right. Um, because everything is right there in front of us. We always have templates. You know, we always have these predetermined thoughts. We always have these opinions from other people. And then we allow those opinions to kind of form, help formulate our own. Which, yes, I guess to a T, we should let that happen, but we shouldn't let it dictate how we think and how we feel. We should go in our own direction and be like, okay, they think this, this person thinks that, and we put the two together, find what I like about it, and then make my own. You could do something like that. Um, so that's what I was thinking about, mainly, with... Uh, that notebook. I was really excited. And the notes were fantastic after. And I'm cruising through the audiobook. And it is really nice to just not have to follow the line. Because you have a write on a line piece of paper. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, like, I wrote under this line. I wrote over that line. It's nice to think outside the box. It's nice to not have lined paper. And I made that figuratively and literally. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't really have a topic to talk about today. This is my first podcast. Um, so maybe I'll just start talking about things that I experienced uh, on that silent retreat I went on. Because not everyone has the opportunity to be silent in the mind for 164 hours consistently without a phone, 
without television, without talking. And let me tell you, it was a trip. Um, I guess the one thing, the biggest thing I took out of that was the fact that we choose how we react to every situation that has given us our way, right? So let's use the very morbid, I guess you can say, idea of death, right? To some people, let's say person A, they've been battling something for years. They have no energy. They're tired. Um, they just want to go. And that's the reality for some people out there. Right? If their idea of death is blissful, something they're longing for, right? That kind of contradicts the person who doesn't want to die. The person who wants to keep fighting. Right, so the idea of death for them is more of a negative thing, right? Like, oh no, get out of here. It's like someone going up for a layup and you're trying to, you know, the ball is death and you're trying to swat that ball, right? So death can be both good and bad. Then you can't say that it's either. Are you with me so far? You can't say death is good, death is bad. Because when you say something is, you know, something, death is, you are saying that, and you are determining that death is either good or bad. It can't be both. It's neither. If it can be, both good and bad, even if it's to different individuals, the, then the idea of death is just a cloud. And you determine how you perceive it. And how you perceive it changes your outlook on the whole situation. You change your outlook on the whole situation, you change your life. Right? It's the ripple effect. It's interconnectivity. Not only are all individuals connected to one another, all thoughts and actions are connected to one another. So for every action, there's a reaction. So let's say that at first you thought death was bad. You change your mindset and you view death as a challenge instead. You're like, "Mm mm-mm, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat death. Even though I guess... To a certain degree, actually, no. You can definitely beat death because death is the dying. Is is the uh, is the uh, what's what I'm looking for here? Um, I'm not gonna say season to exist because how you let's say that yes, your physical body dies. But let's say your spirit lives on, right? And one person, to use it as an example, is Martin Luther King. The Mar- yes, Martin Luther King physically died. 
But did he die? Did his spirit die? Did his words die? No, they didn't. So what's I tell you about Martin Luther King? Yes, his physical body is no longer here. Everything else is. His words that he spoke, the impact that he left, the ripple effects of his thoughts and his words and his actions, they're all still here. They're all still energy happening, right? So that kind of raises the question as to what is death, and I don't really have an answer for that. I'm not Einstein. I'm not Stephen Hawking here. But that doesn't mean that I can't have a valid opinion, correct? So I'm not really too sure why we started talking about death. I think I just used that for an example. But it's a very interesting topic. Um, there was an individual that I met. It's my friend's father. And he explained death as something beautiful. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? He was like, no, listen. He was like, the idea of death is beautiful because it gives us purpose. It, it puts sand in the hourglass. Otherwise, the hourglass is just empty. Right? And, and, and that's a very interesting way to view it. It really is. It puts meaning into our life. It makes everything we do special. Oh, wow. You accomplished this by that age? That's awesome. You know? I want to get all this done before I die. That's awesome. It gives you a little search of urgency. Search. No, sense of urgency. Oh, my God. I didn't finish my coffee yet. (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now, I guess. You know, it's not that I'm waking up thinking these thoughts about death, because I'm not. I just decided to, I found a string on the ground, and I pulled it as long as I could. And I think right now it's the end of that string. I think right now, here at 10 minutes and 30 seconds into this podcast, I am happy with where I am. I am happy with where this went. And I think that, you know, as of right now, I think the podcast is over. And tomorrow's a new day. Maybe I might even have one later. You never know. So I wish everyone the best today. I hope you all find happiness in whatever you do, wherever you are. And I will uh, talk to everyone soon. Have a good day, everyone.